this edition of Back to Basics with Pastor Brian Broderson. What is the call of God for your life? God has a calling for each and every one of us. And there's no insignificant task. There's not a single person who, there's just some leftover thing that God just needed somebody, oh, we'll send them out there to do it. No, he's created us, he's redeemed us, he's called us, and he's done that all with a specific plan and purpose in mind. Today on Back to Basics, Pastor Brian continues his study in the book of Galatians. Join us as Pastor Brian concludes his teaching on Galatians chapter 1, verse 15, in a message titled, The Call of God. Now, here's Pastor Brian. You would think, okay, this is a guy that needs to be judged. God doesn't do that. He meets him. He calls him by his grace. And once again, that is true with all of us, isn't it? You know, sometimes in our minds, we think that people who end up in church, people who end up Christians, you know, they ended up there because, you know, after all, they were, they were always basically good people anyway. And, you know, as good people, you just, where are you going to go? You just end up in church finally. And you end up, you know, being a Christian because, you know, you're a good person and that's what Christians are, right? No, that's, that's the myth, but that's not the truth. The Bible tells us that anyone who becomes a Christian, anybody who's saved, anybody who's sitting in a congregation and genuinely believing in Jesus is there by the grace of God, not because we deserved it, not because God looked down and said, wow, you know, hey, look, check that out. That's a pretty good one. Let's, let's get that one for our kingdom. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're already halfway there anyway, so we won't have much work to do. But that's not the way it works, is it? No, God sees us, and he sees us in all of our sin and all of our wickedness. And, you know, for some, it's more uh, obvious to others that that's our life. For some, that's not so obvious, but yet God knows our hearts. And it's always in the end by God's grace. Like Paul would say in another place, he said, by the grace of God, I am what I am. And for anybody who is a believer in Jesus, that is the truth. By the grace of God, we are what we are. It's because God just looked at us and had mercy on us. And that's true for everyone. There's not a single person that's saved by anything less than God's grace. But then Paul says that he called me through his grace to reveal his son in me. To reveal his son in me. Or to reveal his son by me is the idea. So God has called us. He called Paul that he might reveal Jesus to others through Paul. And you know, the same is true with us. God has called us that he might in turn then reveal Jesus to others by us. God reveals his son to people through other people. And and probably for all of us, at least, you know, to some degree, we we would have to say that there was, you know, there was a person that we saw Jesus in, or we saw something different in that person. Now, that might not be the case for everyone, but I think for many, that would be the case. And, and that's, I think, 
most of the time the way God works. I mean, sometimes obviously he can just do that without any person being involved, but oftentimes this is it. There, there's a person, you, you observe them, you listen to them, you watch their life, you see that they're different. And you realize, you know, there's, there's something there about, about this person. Then you find out, well, they're a Christian, they're a follower of Jesus. Well, that's interesting. And what's happening is God is revealing his son through people. And that's what he wants to do through us as well. He wants to, to show himself to others. God, of course, is invisible, right? How do we know that there's a God? Well, Romans chapter one says that we know there's uh, the invisible God is revealed by the things that are seen. The creation tells us that there has to be a creator, but the invisible God is also revealed through people who are made in his image. And we see certain people that are different. They stand out and that's because Christ is in them. But then finally he says that he was called to preach him. So called me through his grace to reveal his son in me that I might preach him among the Gentiles. And this, of course, was Paul's calling to preach Christ among the Gentiles. And just a bit of a side note, it's really interesting the way God works. And it, it, with Paul and specifically what he says here uh, about his preaching among the Gentiles, this is one of those, those twist on things that you find that God often does. So you, you want to reach two groups of people. You want to reach Gentiles and you want to reach Jews. So you're looking for somebody that can really connect with, with these different groups, right? So you get a resume from this guy named Saul. And his resume reads, you know, student of Gamaliel, tribe of Benjamin, Hebrew of Hebrews, Pharisee, son of a Pharisee. And, and you look at that and you go, wow, look at this, man. This is the apostle to the Jews. This is the guy. Look at his resume. He knows Judaism like the back of his hand. He's, he's one of the leading advocates of Judaism in our day. This is our man for the Jews. All right, well, we got to find somebody for the Gentiles. Who are we going to find? Well, here's a guy named Cephas, Peter. Wow, look at him. He's from Galilee. Yeah, Galilee. A lot of Gentiles in Galilee. He's a fisherman. Yeah, fisherman. All right. He's a rugged guy. Yeah, Peter, he sounds like a good choice to go to the Gentiles. We got Peter to go to the Gentiles. We got Paul to go to the Jews. But guess what? God switches it. Nope. Paul's not going to the Jews. Paul's going to the Gentiles. And who's going to the Jews? It's Peter. And you know, this is how God often works. We look at a situation, we think, okay, this is the person that's perfectly suited for this. And we've got to get this person. Sometimes we even think we got to get this person saved so then they can do this. And you know, sometimes it works that way. Not that we get them saved so they can do it, but sometimes, you know, God saves people and then, you know, uses them in, in the way that you would expect because of, well, this is their background and this is what they end up doing. And it connects, it matches. But then sometimes God just says, no, I'm going to do it completely differently. I'm going to take this man who is a Jew's Jew, and I'm going to make his ministry primarily to the Gentiles. So in all of that, again, we see just this whole idea of the sovereignty of God. So he is called to preach him to the Gentiles. Now, what was true of Paul 
is true of each of us as well. His context is different. The outcome of his calling, of course, is different. But in principle, this is all true. And so let's just walk through those things real quickly once again, but let's make it more personal now. So separated. God has separated us as well. And yes, from birth, but even further back before the foundation of the world. But tell me, as a believer today, can, can you see that? Can you look back and you, you're, you can connect these dots? Now, at a time, you couldn't do that at all. You're just in the midst of your life and maybe you're in the midst of sin and you're in the midst of all the brokenness that comes because of sin. And, you know, you don't see how this is ever gonna become anything positive. You don't see how this could ever play out for good. But, but then you, you came to Christ. And now as you look back, you, you start to connect the dots and you realize, wow, yeah, my whole life, there are all of these points along the way. God was doing things that I was unaware of at the time. But now that I'm saved, it, it, it makes sense. And like I said earlier, with, say, for example, Dr. Ewan, the same, the same is true for us as well. We might have things in, in our past life that, that were tragic. I might even have horrific things that we've experienced and gone through. But then again, those things become a platform. And God is able to redeem even those things. And we look back at them and we're no longer bound by them. We're no longer injured by them. We're no longer held back by them. We realize, you know, God used that so I could today do this. And even though it was an unpleasant and in some cases just an unspeakably you know, tragic situation, you realize the sovereign power of God to redeem. And you look back and you realize, wow, I can say that I was separated from my mother's womb. And even all of those years where nothing seemed to make sense, man, now I see it. It's all working out. It's all revealing God's hand over the whole thing. And then, of course, there's that thing of being called. And you had that moment where you might have been resisting, you might have heard, you might have been uh, running away from that, but there came that moment in time where that call was so strong that you just, you knew you were confronted with that moment that I've got to, I've got to make this a decision. And you responded to that call. And of course, it was all by grace, because where you were at at the time, you couldn't even imagine that God would call you. You couldn't even imagine that God would want you. You couldn't even conceive of God loving you because you knew your own state. You knew the sin in your life. You knew the wickedness and the evil. And you were maybe even tempted to say, you know, I'm too far gone. There's no way that God would want me. I met this man last night. I was involved with an outreach. I met this fellow that helps out, and he was a Scottish guy. And um, he, you know, immediately when I met him, he said, hey, you were just in my country. You were in Glasgow, right? And I said, yeah, I was. And, you know, we started talking, and he, you know, he looked like a Glaswegian. You know, he was a rough-looking guy, but he had a, a real you know, grace and kindness about him too. And so, he, you know, he just started telling me a little bit about his life story, telling me about it growing up on an island uh, off of the coast of uh, Northern Ireland. 
and, you know, grew up on a, you know, in a fishing village and pretty much, you know, from the time he was very young, just, you know, got into drinking heavily and, you know, pretty much wrecked his life through alcohol. He ended up meeting and marrying a, an American lady, you know, coming to the U.S. and, you know, just being that same person. And his wife come home, comes home one day and says that she found this church and she really loved it and she wanted him to go. And he was like, oh, this is like the worst day of my life. You know, my wife's now trying to drag me to church and, you know, how miserable. And, you know, she kept persisting that he come. And so, so he finally had an idea. He had a little business and he thought, oh, business, I got a business and there's people down at the church. Maybe I could, you know, conjure up some business if I go down to the, there to the church. So he did. He went to church, whether he took his business card, he kind of laid him around like, hey, you know, I'll take advantage of this. And the pastor picked up one of those cards and gave him a call and said, hey, I saw your business card and I, I need some help. So you want to meet me down here at the church and we can go do this? And the guy says, oh, yeah, sounds good. We'll do it. So he comes down, he meets the pastor. They get in the car, they're driving down the road. And the pastor turns and says, so when did you become a Christian? And he's like, um, hmm, well, you know, I haven't, I'm not a Christian. And the pastor began to share the gospel with him. And he said, he said, then, you know, we pulled into the Home Depot driveway and we sat in that space and I broke down and cried like a baby and gave my life to Jesus. Right there at Home Depot, <laughs> of all places. And, but the thing is, you know, I'm, I'm looking at this guy and it's just so, he's precious, he's sweet, he's gentle, he's loving. And I'm thinking, man, and then he's kind of told me a little bit about his background. And I think, well, this guy, I'm sure it was rough, you know, before he came to Christ. But it's that same thing. It's that grace of God that meets us and in spite of us. And even when we're just as far away as we could be and we're not even remotely interested and we don't care and we don't want to know and somebody tells us about church or Jesus and we just blow that off. I mean, that's all stuff you'd think, right? Well, God would just blow us off too. Hey, you don't want me? Well, forget you. But he doesn't do that because he's full of grace and he draws us in by his grace and then, of course, we meet him and receive him. And then Christ is in us and God begins to work through us and he begins to show himself through us. But then for Paul, we see that, you know, his calling was to preach him. But let's broaden it out because not all of us are called to preach, but we are all called to serve. And so here's the point that I want to make today. You're sitting here today as a believer in Jesus Christ and you're sitting here because from before the foundation of the world and at your birth, you're sitting here today because God separated you then. And he called you. And that's why you're here today. And I think it's really beneficial to us if we really think through this stuff, because sometimes I don't think we realize how astounding this is. This, this, the fact that we're even believers is just a miracle in and of itself. But as we realize how astounding it is, we realize that we are now in, in the midst of a plan that was formed before the world was ever created. And now we're, we're walking in that and we're discovering that. 
And for me, I know when I think of it in those terms, when I look at my own life and I realize, wow, it was from birth that God called me to these things. This is what I was created for. This is my destiny. This is what God intended. When you realize that, you know what it does? It completely changes the way you approach everything because you cannot take it lightly at that point. You can't just you know, be indifferent toward it. You've, you've got to just say, wow, Lord, this is, this is all of you and your sovereign grace and mercy. I want to enter into and know and experience all that you have for me. And so it brings us down to the thing that we've talked about on other occasions. It brings us down to the call of God. What is the call of God for your life? God has a calling for each and every one of us. And there's no insignificant task. There's no insignificant role. There's not a single person who, you know, there's just some leftover thing that God just needed somebody. Oh, we'll send them out there to do it, you know. No, he's created us. He's redeemed us. He's called us. And he's done that all with, with a specific plan and purpose in mind. And as I said a while back when we were teaching on the gifts of the Spirit, you remember maybe we talked about how in some cases, we just sort of are naturally led into this thing, but it's really supernatural and we just have an inclination and we start going there. In other cases, an opportunity comes along and we just, there's an opportunity. We, we're not really thinking much about it. We just feel like we ought to walk through that door and we walk through that door of opportunity and we find, wow, this is the call of God. I didn't even know that I was gonna step into the call of God. And then in some other cases, it's not, it doesn't happen like that, but it happens like, you know, you hear me preaching today and you say, you know, I don't really know what God's call is. God, would you show me what your call is? And then God begins to reveal that to you. You know, I talked to a man earlier this morning and he came up and he said, I want to tell you something. He said, I've gone to this church. And I think he said about 20 years. I can't remember. It was a long time. And he said, in all the years I've been here, I have met about a dozen people. So you figure 20 years, a dozen people. Wow, yeah, that's not many people after all of those years. He said, but you know, as you've been sharing and, and teaching and kind of what you said this morning, he said a while back, I decided I was gonna, I was gonna get plugged in and uh, I signed up to be an usher. And he said, I've been, do, I've been being an usher for a few months. I have met so many wonderful people. I can't tell you how many people I know now. It, and he had so much joy. And he said, and you know, this morning, a lady, she brought me a pumpkin loaf. And, you know, he was so excited about the pumpkin loaf. So, uh, but, you know, it was just, he was just, you know, like, hey, I, you know, I've been here all these years, but I finally get him plugged in. And I'm starting to see that, yes, I, I've got a task to perform. I've got a function. God has a plan for me. And again, listen, you know, sometimes when we think of the call of God, we only think of it in terms of Paul. Like, well, of course, Paul was called to preach to the Gentiles. Well, that's a call. All right. That's a powerful call. That's an amazing call. But surely I'm not called to that. Oh, maybe you're not called to that. But whatever you're called to is also amazing because it's the thing that God created you for. It's the thing that God planned for you from before the foundation of the world. It's a thing that God separated you at birth for that very thing in all of your life, all of the circumstances, the good and the bad, they have all been working together to bring you to this place so you could enter that call and fulfill it. And when you see life like that, 
You know, it changes the way you think about it and it changes the way you live it. And that's what we want to do, right? We want to we wanna live the way God wants us to live, and that is living in the call of God. And the call of God expands and develops, and, you know, it, it changes. You go through seasons and periods, and, you know, it's, it's not necessarily just one thing. It can be a variety of things for different times and different seasons in life. But here's the truth. God will guide us and lead us each step of the way. In some cases, it becomes more, you know, just sort of locked into one kind of thing. I mean, I look at my life and I think, okay, I know what God's called me to do. There's different facets to it, but they're all kind of connected back to the one main thing. But I know other people that the call is different. And for a season, it's over here doing this. And then for another season, it's over there doing that. But the important thing is to just know that we're being led into that call, that plan, that purpose that God has for us, and the thing really ultimately that he created us for and he redeemed us for. And so are you there? Are you in the call? Do you sense that, yes, I'm, I'm there in that place? Are you... Maybe at this stage, maybe you're, you felt like, yeah, I, you know, I've, I've, I really felt like I was there, but right now, maybe you're in a transitional place. You're wondering, well, what, what's the next thing? That's fine. Just keep seeking it. And maybe for some, it's like, you know, I don't know. I hear about this thing, the call of God, and I hear about his plan, and I just, you know, I haven't really, I don't, I don't think I've really begun to step into what that really is for me. You know, that's okay, too. Just keep asking the Lord. Just keep seeking him. And something will come your way. And you'll just sense that, yeah, this is, I'm supposed to do this right now. And then you'll find yourself doing something and realizing, wow, this, this is good. It flows. It's, I just feel like I was created to do this. And that's exactly the case. You were created to do it. You were redeemed to do it. You were empowered to do it by God. And so as we live our lives. And as I said before, and I, I'll just say this again in closing, you know, we're, we're living in a strategic time, I think, in the history of the world. I think we're living in a strategic time in our nation's history. And I really do think that um, it's, the, it's the church's time. We have a golden opportunity to really shine. And we're going to shine best if we're all in that place of the call of God and doing that thing that he's, that he's created us to do, that's when the impact of the church will be even greater. And we need the church to have a great impact on our world today. Let's join Pastor Brian and Cheryl in the studio as they share about this month's resource. So, Brian, we're offering a book from our good friend, Charlie Campbell. Yes, Charlie Campbell is the director of Always Be Ready, which is an apologetics ministry. And one we recommend a lot. Yeah, we recommend it a lot. And this is a one-minute answer to skeptics. Now, Charlie has done this book, and this is like a revised version 
answering 50 of the top objections and questions, kind of current things. You know, things change over time. There are different arguments and things. And what I like about this book is it's it's an updated current addressing a lot of the things that people are kind of throwing out there today as their objections to Christianity. And some of the topics that Charlie covers in this is why doesn't God just appear to us in a public setting and prove he exists? Or the New Testament authors, did they steal details of Jesus' life story from other ancient religions? This is what some skeptics say. Or that the God of the Old Testament commanded the Israelites to commit genocide? Or that the Bible condoned slavery? So these are real issues in our society today, and Charlie tells you a biblical answer for these things, and it's great. Yep. So great little one-minute answer to Skeptics by Charlie Campbell. That's our offer for this month. Again, this month's resource is a book titled One-Minute Answers to Skeptics by Charlie Campbell. You can order the book One-Minute Answers to Skeptics by going to our website, backtobasicsradio.com. Scroll down until you see the photo of it, and then click on the Donate button. When you give a gift to Back to Basics, we'll send you the book One Minute Answers to Skeptics by Charlie Campbell to help equip you to defend the faith. It's our way of saying thank you for your generous support of this ministry. We'd also like to remind you that all of our other resources are waiting for you at backtobasicsradio.com or by calling our request line at 1-800-733-6443. That's 1-800-733-6443. Our desire is to encourage you in your daily walk with God. We'll continue next time with more valuable insights from Pastor Brian as we study together in the book of Galatians. Back to Basics is the preaching and teaching ministry of Calvary Chapel, Costa Mesa, California.